It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to your Daily Crypto News. It's Friday, September 1st, 2023. It is September. That means fall is coming in. I am effing pissed because I hate winter so damn much. And if you like to the snow, then we are definitely different people. I got a listener mail the other day, and it's the first time in a while, so I'm excited. Kukisan wrote in and said, good afternoon, Matthew. Hope all is well. It is well. Thank you very much. I just finished listening to today's episode, and the Ben Armstrong situation with his own company reminded me of what Australian crypto sleazeball Brian Legend of Seifu fame did and is still doing with his companies. Basically, anytime a rumor got too much traction, he would stir up some fake story about being hacked or one of his internet workers, Seifu, was doing something wrong, stirring up big deflecting distractions that ends up profiting for him in some way. I know you have mentioned watching some of CoffeeZilla's work before, and not sure if you've seen the new one on Brian. Indy sent a link. Would love to hear your take on it. Interestingly enough, a good friend of the show, Skylar, sent another link in about Ben Armstrong's admission or confession about what's been going on. Here are a couple of clips so you can understand what's going on yourself. I haven't done cocaine, haven't done meth, haven't done drugs like that, didn't relapse, but I've been taking diet pills and I've been taking some steroids, some stuff that I thought was helping me. It helped me get my body in shape. You guys know I was very out of shape. I, did, I was doing everything I can to try to do the best. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that I guess I was acting crazier than I thought I was. Uh, these things were affecting me more than I thought they were. And obviously, a lot of people know at this point. And if you don't, you're going to know now. I had no fear. <laughs> I did. So now we know what Ben says was going on with Ben. And I did watch the CoffeeZilla video right when it came out coffeezilla absolutely kills it 18 hours he already surpassed millions of views it's, it's quite impressive he is like the uh, mr beast of investigative reporting anyway uh, my take on the whole thing is i was really pissed when i watched this video because i am so sick of scammers in this damn industry i'm so sick of the 1.8 million fucking scam coins and i'm so sick of people just taking advantage of people it doesn't matter if it's logan paul and some stupid damn eggs or this person just people just trying to money grab and not falling through on the project look you can have some cool shit in this space there's an absolute enough devs and ideas and ways to interact where you can have a project a game 
a trading card, an NFT, a whatever it is, and do it legit and still make a killing. And that's what I don't get about these, these fucking people. Is I don't understand why you can't be satisfied with making a lot of money, but you have to make a lot, a lot of money. I just don't get it. Like SBF, he could have been a billionaire. He was a billionaire. And he could have just ran a damn exchange. But no, he had to do stupid shit. And some people are blatant scammers, blatant crooks, blatant liars, and blatant degenerate pieces of crap. And there's other people that are just so damn incompetent or so damn greedy that they still try to get more and more even though they got a shit ton. And so I see this Brian Legend, Seifu guy, as a complete piece of crap for the industry that makes people like Elizabeth Warren and and Sherrod Brown and all these other people want to put regulations and big regulations and sweeping regulations on the crypto space because of these assholes. And so I can't stand it. It pisses me off. It obfuscates the benefits of blockchain and it makes us all look like complete jackasses because it's hard now to explain the benefits of blockchain when you have people using blockchain and all these other bullshit as absolute complete fucking scams. I should have said a parental advisory before this, but really, I watched this video and I'm just so sick of it. Every time I watch this, I go, why am I still here? Why am I still here? Because it really makes me feel like I'm just in a space full of complete assholes. And by the way, Kuki-san said he wouldn't take my $20 bet if this was a whole PR thing for Ben Bitboy Armstrong. And after watching his video, I personally think that it is still PR. Even if the things that he said happened, he's using it now for PR. Look, he got fired from the Bitboy Network. You know where this video is? On the Bitboy Network. So you're trying to tell me that you start a company, you're the boss, you're the, you're the head of it, you're the personality of it. The people within the network rally together, talk so much had to come up with the courage to fire the founder of the company, of the network. And then you put out a video and they say, hey, you know what, we'll just put it back on the network. It makes absolute no sense. If it is real, then they're all using it for PR. Ben Armstrong is, he's using his wife, he's using the situation, BitBoy, Hit Network, they're all using this for PR. Or it still could be just straight PR, straight made up bullshit, where they're just trying to get clicks, get likes, get attention, get eyeballs, get scrolls, get shares and retweets. I don't trust it one bit. Again, am I just too skeptical and too cynical? Am I just too old and grisly in this base? Do I have too many scars and calluses? Bookings at todayinweb3.com. And I bet you're wondering if we have crypto news today after that five minute rant. Well, we do have crypto news. And I bet you're wondering why the crypto prices are down today. Well, it's because the SEC came out and said that it needs longer to evaluate several spot Bitcoin ETF applications, including those from BlackRock, Wisdom Tree, Invesco, Galaxy Digital, and Valkyrie. Everyone is delayed except for Global X's because the SEC's deadline to respond to that one is October 7th. Now the Bitcoin applications, the Bitcoin ETF, spot Bitcoin ETF applications that they did delay are going to be back on the chopping block starting October 16th. For Bitwise, Valkyrie is the 19th, and the other ones are the 17th. But now I know you're thinking or saying, but, but, but the judge and the ruling and the spot Bitcoin ETF and Grayscale. No, remember, the SEC has 45 days to appeal the judge's opinion. Nothing's going to happen until then, unless they just capitulate, which I highly doubt. Bloomberg, they are still bullish. They have predicted a 75% chance that a spot Bitcoin ETF will be approved this year. 
And because we're going to drag our feet a little bit more, Bitcoin was over about 24 hours ago, over $28,000, and it dropped to under 26. It is stabilizing. We'll get to crypto prices at the end of this show. But as you see, we were in the red today. Well, Bitcoin is actually in the red in other metrics as well. Bitcoin spot trading volume for this quarter has only totaled around $721 billion. And over the previous two months, Bitcoin saw spot trading volumes at, at $345 billion and $354 billion, respectively. And if it remains unchanged, September's volumes are going to be around $350 billion, making the quarterly trading volumes come to around $1.05 trillion. Why is this significant? Because this is the lowest quarter in trading volume since 2019, and it's a 14% decline month over month compared to last quarter. The quarterly trading volumes hovered around $2 trillion most of the time between 2019 and 2023. Now, you're saying $1 trillion, that's still a hell of a lot of money over one quarter, right? Hell yeah, it is. But this is the lowest since the first quarter of 2019, which was $541 billion. Let's keep this into perspective, though, because there's going to be a spot Bitcoin or we think there's going to be a spot Bitcoin ETF coming. People are probably hodling, not trading, because if we do get a spot Bitcoin ETF, when moon is the newest question. And finally, I know we're talking a lot about PR stunts in the news to get in the news to get some hype. Do you think this is a PR stunt? That's what I want to know. Bookings at today and Web3.com. YouTuber loses $60,000 worth of crypto after showing his seed phrase on stream. Ivan Bianco, he's a blockchain gaming-focused YouTuber based in Brazil who runs a channel and apparently had $60,000 worth of cryptocurrency and a stash of NFTs stolen after accidentally revealing his crypto seed phrases during a live stream. During the stream, Bianco opened a document that revealed his seed phrases, and then unknown individuals took control of his wallets and allegedly stole his funds. What funds were stolen? Well, they swept around 86,000 Matic, or around 50 grand of that, and then another 3.35 ETH, or around 6 grand of that. However, Bianco confirmed with Decrypt that 50 grand in total worth of cryptocurrency was returned to him. He said, I didn't do anything to recover it. The guy just wanted to return it for some reason. I call bullshit. What do you think? Again, people do things just to get into the news. Speaking of news, it's Asia Focus Time with Sarah. 
people started to feel a bit fishy around the health of Hobi, specifically because people were selling off tether quickly. And this was not long after Sun's STUSDT launch. I've seen people digging data, and I've been digging too. Disclaimer, this is not any endorsement nor discouragement of anyone pro or against Huobi. But one more thing that we have to also worry about is that this is not just Huobi. It's also STUSDT, it's just land, and it's also Poloniex and many more projects. So the story goes, some major crypto assets in central exchanges have decreased like a lot. Glassnode apparently already shared their on-chain data with their analysis and I will share this in our show note. They shared some charts with information about reserve reshuffling ratio, exchange reliance ratio, and whales outflows. And the activities in Huobi are significantly negative compared to other exchanges like Coinbase, Binance, and yes, Binance had high ratio in BTC reserve reshuffling during the period of extreme volatility, you know, with Luna and FTX crash, but not in the recent days. And what's interesting here is that we are comparing these charts with the history of FTX prior to their crash and found some similarities. I gotta say, Huobi definitely is drawing similar charts as FTX before their crash. And of course, it took around 12 months since all the malfunctioning activities happened to FTX and they then crashed. But I hope we're smart enough to see this and just get the heck out. Glassnode concluded the report saying, quote, FTX unfortunately stands out as a prime example of risk indicators to watch out for. For Huobi, the persistent decline in their exchange balance across the four major assets does suggest that a degree of caution may be warranted, end quote. This is the kind of project I was looking for. Nishikigoi NFT by Yamakoshi Dao. I've been dying to find some excitement in the Japanese crypto scene for some time now. I usually follow NFT projects with certain criteria. It has to be fun or it has to be useful. I mean, fun can mean differently for everyone, but usually fun projects have the core value well set up. But even then, success is not guaranteed. Anyways, Yamakoshi Dao caught my eye. This project started in a small, near-extinct village in Japan called Yamakoshi. The DAO was inspired by the e-residency concept in Estonia, and they created the concept of crypto village. I believe that there must have been some NFT or even just blockchain projects similar to this, but this is the most functioning and touching <laughs> project of all. The NFT works like this. Anyone who wants to live in a real and virtual village of Yamakoshi can buy an NFT as an um, e-residency. All villagers can hang out on Twitter, Discord, and even in the actual village. 
The part I like the most about this DAO is that you actually take action to the projects in the village through snapshots. NFT holders really do have a say and they can contribute not just through Twitter or some buying the shares of a project, but you can actually participate in the well-being and constructive future of the village. This is not an advertisement, <laughs> but it's for the good cause. So I wanted to share. Yet another news from Japan. The EOS Network Foundation has achieved a significant milestone in its journey. The EOS token got the whitelist approval from the Japan Virtual and Crypto Asset Exchange Association, JVCEA. This has gotten a lot of attention from both EOS and Japan side. EOS Network has been very low on basically everything. <laughs> Token price, wallet count, transaction counts, market cap. Um, but once this news came out, EOS token, for example, has jumped 9% and now trading around $0.6. It's scheduled to be trading in mid-September, first on Bittrade, a respected cryptocurrency marketplace with licenses and regulations from Japan's financial service agency, FSA. It's always good to see another blockchain pulls through and innovate instead of giving up. I've heard a lot of people saying EOS dying, but I guess they were preparing for this all these years. And this should be a piece of bright news to ignite the acceptability of cryptocurrencies in Japan once again. Xiaoyi a formal senior provincial officer who served as vice chairman of the Jiangxi Provincial Committee of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, is going to spend the rest of his life supporting cryptocurrency mining by accepting bribes of roughly 125 million yuan, which is $17 million. The court said, quote, extremely serious case with extremely bad effects. End quote. Ever since 2019, Beijing has continued its stance in cryptocurrency to be very hostile. As we all know, Chinese policy has been around control. And that's exactly what the cryptocurrency is innately against. The government fears losing control of the payment structure that's closed only inside China and also fears losing the sovereignty of Chinese yuan and renminbi as the only legitimate means of payment. So we expect the Chinese crypto scene to be icy for the time being. All right, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And the time is 10:20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Fear Greed sitting at 35. We're fearful again. While Bitcoin is sitting at $25,907, down 4.25% in 24, Ethereum's at $1,639, down 3.5%. Tether's number three, Binance is at 214, down 3.9%, and XRP is at 50.5 cents, down 2.9%. Rounding off the top 10, we have USDC, Cardano, Dogecoin, Solana, and Tron. I actually kind of want to go down a little bit more. Number 11, we have Tungcoin. I have no clue where the hell that came from. It's up 26% in seven days or 4.6% in 24 hours. Dai is number 12. Polkadot is 13. 
Matic is 14 at 54.7 cents. I just want to let you know I bought at like 80 cents because reasons and why well, I told you I sold it on Robinhood. I moved the cash off, went to Coinbase and bought it again. And now I am probably losing 50%. And Litecoin is at number 15, down 5.5%. The total market cap is sitting at 1.05 trillion, down 3.2% in 24. 24 hour volume is up 27%. Bitcoin dominance is at 48.3 and the ETH dominance of 18.9. And that was our show today. I hope you have a great weekend. And until Monday, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>